Today is Friday, December 8th, 2023, and you're listening to Space News First Up. First Up is sponsored by Terran Orbital, the leading manufacturer of satellite products for the aerospace and defense industries. Terran Orbital provides end-to-end satellite solutions to meet the needs of the most demanding military, civil, and commercial customers. Learn more at terranorbital.com. Here are today's top headlines in space. The final version of a 2024 defense authorization bill would delay work on Space Command headquarters in Colorado. After launching its first satellites this year, the Space Force's Space Development Agency is planning for a more active 2024. The FCC has approved a planned merger of DISH Network and Echo Star. A GAO report recommends that the FAA evaluate its procedures for investigating commercial launch mishaps. NASA is adding more flexibility for companies bidding on an International Space Station deorbit vehicle. We begin today with the final version of a 2024 defense authorization bill that would delay work on Space Command headquarters in Colorado. The conference agreement for the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act, NDAA, unveiled late Wednesday by the House and Senate, would block spending to establish a permanent Space Command headquarters in Colorado until the completion of a new investigation into the decision to base the headquarters there versus Huntsville, Alabama. The provision was inserted by the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, Representative Mike Rogers, Republican Alabama, who has vowed to keep up the fight over the location of Space Command. The final NDAA did not address whether to establish a Space National Guard, but does direct a review of whether existing Air National Guard space units should be transferred to the Space Force. Another NDAA provision authorizes a Port Authority arrangement at federal launch ranges like Cape Canaveral that would allow companies to invest in improvements in exchange for rapid access. After launching its first satellites this year, the Space Force's Space Development Agency, SDA, is planning for a more active 2024. Derek Tournier, director of SDA, said Thursday that his agency is planning 11 launches over 11 months starting next September. Those launches will carry 161 Tranche 1 communications and missile tracking satellites from several companies. SDA launched 23 Tranche 0 satellites this year, with four more missile tracking satellites from L3 Harris to be launched early next year. Tournier said he's been pleased with the performance of the companies developing those satellites a mix of established aerospace companies and smaller ones. The FCC has approved a planned merger of Dish Network and EchoStar. The FCC agreed Wednesday to transfer all of Dish Network's licenses and authorizations to EchoStar, which would be the surviving entity following the transaction. That approval is one of the last milestones needed to complete the merger announced four months ago, with the remaining steps on track to be wrapped up as soon as the end of this week. Dish Network is a direct-to-home satellite TV operator that is building out a terrestrial 5G network, while EchoStar offers broadband satellite connectivity and expects an increase in subscribers once its new Jupiter-3 satellite enters service in the coming weeks. A GAO report recommends that the FAA evaluate its procedures for investigating commercial launch mishaps. The report, released Thursday, noted that while the FAA examines on a case-by-case basis how each launch mishap should be investigated, it has in every case since 2000 allowed the launch operator to lead the investigation with FAA oversight. 
The GAO report recommended that the FAA develop specific criteria for when such investigations should be led by the FAA and to review the overall effectiveness of the mishap investigation process. NASA is adding more flexibility for companies bidding on an International Space Station deorbit vehicle. In a procurement notice this week, NASA said it would allow companies to propose cost-plus contracts for both the development and production of the U.S. deorbit vehicle, a spacecraft that would dock with the ISS and handle a guided re-entry of the station at the end of its life. NASA previously allowed companies to propose both cost-plus and fixed-price contracts for the development of the vehicle, but required a fixed-price contract for its production. NASA delayed the deadline for proposals from this month to mid-February, with an award expected in late May or early June. In other news, Space.com reports that for the second night in a row, SpaceX launched a set of Starlink satellites overnight. A Falcon 9 lifted off from Vandenberg Space Force Base in California at 3.03 a.m. Eastern and deployed 22 Starlink satellites. The first stage landed on a drone ship in the Pacific to complete its 13th flight. Florida Today reports that SpaceX is now preparing for the Falcon Heavy launch of the Space Force's X-37B space plane Sunday night. The Space Force said Thursday that liftoff of the rocket is scheduled for 8.14 p.m. Eastern at the start of a 10-minute launch window. The service has provided few details about the seventh flight of the X-37B, but the use of the Falcon Heavy suggests that the vehicle will be going to a different, higher orbit than previous missions. Rocket Lab announced a contract Thursday to launch a South Korean satellite. The company said it won a contract to launch the Neon Sat 1 Earth Observation Satellite for the Korea Advanced Institute of Science and Technology. The satellite will fly as a rideshare payload on the electron launch of NASA's Advanced Composite Solar Sail System Satellite in the first half of 2024. The electron is scheduled to resume launches next week, nearly three months after a launch failure. NASA reports that the Hubble Space Telescope will soon resume science operations after a gyro problem. NASA said Thursday that Hubble should return to normal operations on Friday after being in safe mode since November 23rd, when one of its gyroscopes started providing faulty readings. That gyro will return to service along with two others, enabling normal three gyro operations of Hubble. NASA said those gyros will operate in a higher precision mode during science observations, but did not elaborate. CollectSpace reports that the next Cygnus cargo spacecraft has been named after an astronaut who died more than 20 years ago. Northrop Grumman said the Cygnus flying the NG-20 mission has been named the SS Patricia Patty Hilliard Robertson. She was a NASA astronaut selected in 1998 but who died in 2001 from injuries sustained in a private plane crash before her first spaceflight. The mission is scheduled to launch in late January on a Falcon 9 from Florida. <laughs>